Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you. Thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding, signs, wonders and miracles will take place. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Alright, so I'll be talking about growing up into Christ. And Pastor had started on a very wonderful note. And uh, he was sharing some very beautiful things with us that I believe that if we really understand them and walk with them, uh, they would strengthen not only our spiritual walk, but our resolve. Our resolve. And that's very important. I'm going to take this message in three stages. Today, we'll talk about the goal of God. Tomorrow, I'll talk about the stages of growth and our responsibility. And on Sunday, I'll talk about common hindrances to growth. So today, we're focusing on the goal of God. But before we get there, I'd like to read two scriptures to you. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. I use the New American Standard Bible, just in case you want to put that up, if you have that. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, NASB, in case you have that. It says, for this reason, we must pay much closer attention. Now, it's important for you to know that it did not say pay close attention. It says pay much closer attention. Now, the use of word is important because if you look at the New King James Version, it says that you give more attention earnest heat, not earnest heat, more earnest heat. So he says, for this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, past tense, not what you're hearing. Because sometimes in our bid to grow, we might just want to be hearing new things every day. Right? But he says, you have to pay close attention to what you have heard. And he tells you the reason. So that we do not drift from it. Now, it's interesting that uh, he uses the word drift because when a man drifts, it's not obvious. My grandfather is a fisherman, never educated. If he wrote A as big as this building, he would think it's a ladder. But something I observed about them every time they finished fishing work, they would tie the canoe. How many of you grew up the riverside? Grew up in the village? Okay, I'm the only village boy here. It's fine. All right, so you don't know much of my secret. They'll tie the canoe to the wood with a very small rope. Why are they doing that? Because if you do not do that, by the time you come tomorrow morning, your canoe will be in the middle of the ocean, going in a direction you did not intend, not speedily, not violently, but it drifted. Drifting is not obvious. 
Drifting is not fast. Drifting is not quick. Champions are masters of the basic. Uh, I like football. Pastor likes football. But the only problem is that he doesn't support the right club. That's, that's the only problem. So, um, for those that know good club to support, I won't mention names. There was a time that a club is not doing well and they bring a coach. You will observe that every match that a club is not doing well, they are missing three things. They are not passing the ball well. Players are out of position. They are not taking their chances in front of goals. What it simply means is that they are missing the basics. Do you understand that? So, it's very important. Go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 1. You know, sometimes we like deep revelation that drown us. You know, people just like deep revelation that drown us. You know, some people are so deep, they're useless. You can't use them. Because they are so deep, even God is looking for them. Depth is not in confusion. Depth is in consistency with the basics. That's what produces depth. Do you understand that? That's what produces depth. Depth is not when you don't understand yourself anymore. <laughs> Nobody can be deeper than Jesus, yet he was understood. When they asked him for an outline of prayer, his outline of prayer was simple. You could understand this prayer. It says, when you pray, say. Not when you pray, groan. I'll go over that again. It says, when you pray, say, talk. Open your mouth and talk. Something God can understand. Our Father, who art in heaven, hello be that. That was the curriculum. You can't start your prayer life with groaning. You start with saying. And in your fellowship with God, the Holy Spirit now gives you words that you cannot utter. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If not, you will just have one kind of scary prayer life that, and you cannot say what has been answered. You will pray 60 hours. You won't be able to say, I asked God for a car and I got car. The only answers to prayer is your length. And you know, that's not what prayer is supposed to be. When you pray, you should be able to say, I prayed about this and I got this. I prayed about this and God told me that. If we make Christianity mystical, if we make Christianity mystical, it is not growth. And Pastor emphasized that, and I'm going to get into that. There is a curriculum of growth. We cannot just assume what is growth. Are you following this? So if we start drifting from the basics, we're going to have issues. Now, Philippians chapter 3 verse 1, it says, are you still here? Say amen if you're here. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things... 
The same things again is no trouble to me. It is a safeguard for you. I need you to pay attention to the word, the same things. The same things. So, in the course of these three days, we are going to hear some things repeated. I'm going to repeat some things that pastor have said. I'm repeating them because they are the truth. It's not because I don't know anything. It's because that's the truth and you need to hear it again. Somebody say, I've heard it before. No, you haven't. Because if you heard it before and your life is not showing it, then you haven't heard it. You hear it when you live it. You hear it when your life reflects it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now we go back to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm sure this is your year of growth. I'm sure you're going to read this verse over and over and over this year. And you're going to be like, can we move on to something else? No, you are not moving on to anything. It's your constant desire to always move to something that pushes pastors to preach something that's not true because they're always trying to tickle your ears. Can, we, can you just give pastors some peace of mind? Sit there and listen to the word. Because pastors are trying to pick up new topics every Sunday. Trying to use football to preach. You can get to the finals, but don't give up. If you miss this final, you can get to another final. If you perspire to acquire what you desire, you will not retire, but refire. And you're like, mm, that's deep. That's not deep. That's just rhymes. And stop, stop being excited with nursery rhymes. Envelope to develop, sow seed to sow seed. What's that? That's not Bible. That's somebody just catching phone. And you're like, preach. I'm feeling it. Don't feel it. Leave it. Ephesians chapter 4. Are you still here? Alright, so verse 11. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. Note that apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers have the same job titles. Not the same office, but the same destination. So you can't say, I'm a prophet and mislead the body. All fivefold have their job cut out for them. You must be a prophet that edifies the body, not scatters the body. Are you still here? So he says, for the equipping, right? Now, the word equipping... The King James uses the word perfecting. Okay, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry to the building up of the body of Christ. Verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. Now look at this. Of the knowledge of the Son of God to our mature man. That word mature is the word perfect in the King James. Now it's important to understand that the word perfect, it's not perfection. It's not sinlessness. Because when you got born again, you are blameless in Him. Right? Because He called us holy and blameless in Him. Now, the word perfect there is actually the word mature. It's the Greek word thelos. And we'll talk about that. It's talking about a matured man. Because when you got born again, like Pastor said, your, your spirit is pure. But you are a baby and you need to grow. Okay, so he says, 
to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So there is a fullness of Christ. Now he says, as a result. That means if, if verse, 12, verse 13 is achieved, the indicators of verse 13 is verse 14. As a result. Or the King James Bible says, that we should no longer. If he says, you should no longer, that means you were. Come on now, are you here? Which means that verse 12 and 13 were given to immature people. So that by the time they have done their job, the result will be verse 14. Which means the thirst of a pastor's job, the, the measuring standard of a pastor's job is the maturity of the saints. I'll repeat that again. How do you thirst a pastor's job? Is if the people under him are no longer children. It's not if the people under him are 50,000. It could be 50,000 crutch. And that is a big problem. Because having 50,000 kids in one auditorium, they can cause a massive mess. So, so that's the goal, that we should no longer be children. Now, one of the signs that you're no longer a child is that you're not toast to and fro. You don't swallow everything that comes. You're not carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men. Church, listen. If the Bible talks about the trickery of men, you know, sometimes things happen. And I see the way Christians react. And I'm shocked. Like, don't you read your Bible? Like, there are four one nights on the pulpit. It's there. You were told. It's that you, you don't listen. You know, people make it look like, oh, false prophets just arise today. No, they didn't just arise today. By cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Cunning men has been there since. That's why God gave you genuine pastors. If there were no cunning men, there would not be genuine pastors. He gives you shepherds after his own heart to feed you with what? Come on now. Knowledge and what? Understanding. Knowledge and understanding. Don't act like False prophet just started from Nigeria. Except you're not reading your Bible. Don't, don't act like they just started from Africa. The purpose of the fivefold ministry is to help you withstand these false prophets. That's why we don't want people who not to listen to. They should have enough sense after being taught to know who not to listen to. Because you can't control what adults do at home. Say, oh, don't listen to that preacher. He's a false prophet. You just do your job. If you do your job strong enough, they'll be able to say that. You see, the goal is not for someone here to point to you who the false prophet is. The goal is for you to get mature that you're not looking for what is not lost. That's the goal. Are you still here? All right. Then verse, verse 15 says, But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up. In all aspects into him, who is the head, even Christ. That's important. Now, the word mature in verse 13 is the word telos. 
It means fully developed. Fully developed. It's, it's a Greek word which, uh, which, which signifies that it's the opposite of what is partial. Something that is complete. For instance, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10, it says, when the, uh, when the complete comes, the impartial will give way. That's the concept. The concept is that you are mature to the extent that you're no longer a baby. You know, he was talking about his son. And it's interesting. My son is 14. He's 6 feet 3. Taller than me. I'm almost greeting the guy. Good morning, sir. And I'm asking myself, how did this boy grow? He just kept feeding. We'll talk about that tomorrow. You know, sometimes people want to grow by very mystic, mysterious, event-driven kind of Christianity. You don't grow by fire brigade approach. It's line upon line, precept upon precept. In fact, if you try to hurry your growth, you might crash land. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you still here? Are you learning something today? Alright, so it means to be full grown of ripe age. To be full grown of ripe age. Now, pastor started something, and I'll come back here. What's the goal of God? Remember, our emphasis today is the goal of God. So we know the goal of God. Listen to me. The whole body of Christ is built on Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11 to 15. That's the whole goal. That's the, that's the picture of the church. Whatever your office is, whether you're a prophet, whether you're an evangelist, whether you're a teacher, even if you are a member of the body of Christ, he talks about you in verse 16 because he says, from, from, the whole, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body. Can you see this now? So, at this point, God gives the fivefold. Right? And at this point, the fivefold starts maturing you. At this point, you are being matured. At this, verse 16, you are supplying to the body. So, the, the, so the, the minister is equipping you. You are being equipped and built up and edified. And you are supplying the body. And the whole body is richly supplied. Because in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7, before he talks about the grace of the fivefold minister, he talks about the grace that every believer has. Right? So, there is a grace in you already. So, you're not just meant to sit in church and be spoon-fed. You're not meant to sit in church and just watch a Michael Jackson on the pulpit perform miracles. Because that's what we do today. We watch pastors interview demons. And I don't know why. Thousands of people would gather and just hear people say, Do I know you before? Have I met you before? What is my name? When you see me, do you see fire? Have I known you before? What are you here to do? Why do we watch you conduct interviews? And you're like, bring the camera, show them. Do I? And then, you know, demons like to make us like, And these same demons were trying to introduce Paul, and Paul was so annoyed and rebuked them. But if it were today, we're going to say, you see, you see, give them the camera. Look at this small girl. Nobody believed me. It's this small girl. If you need a demon to validate your call, something is wrong with you. If a demon needs to tell us you are called, there's a big problem. 
oh, there is a big problem. And then when you gather mature people who have money to be watching you, you've made it. All right. Are we, are we still okay? Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Let's go back to Genesis 1 26. Genesis 1 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Go to verse 27. God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So we understand from the beginning there's a word I want you to write down and don't ever forget that word. God wanted accurate representation. Big. That's what Pastor was talking about. Representation. Representation. God wanted representation. Now man fell. Right? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we understand that man fell. That project was not dented. Because the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. So that hiccup was factored in God's redemption plan. Now go to Hebrews chapter 1. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. Are you still here? Say amen if you're here. Alright. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. It says, uh, okay let's read from verse 1. God after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways. And in these last days has spoken to us in his son. Whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. Verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory. Come on now. And the word. Express word. Express word. Image. Don't forget. What are we talking about? Representation. Express image of his person. Amplified. Let's use the Amplified. Let's use the Amplified. The sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of God. Now, that word, go down, it says, God reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine, and the exact what? Representation. Exact representation. Now, Jesus is referred to as the last Adam. Adam is referred to as the first Adam. He's referred to as the last because no one is coming again after Jesus. Alright? Now, the first Adam was built for representation. Now, that didn't work out. We understand that. Now, the last Adam is the exact representation of Christ. Now, the goal is that you become that exact representation. C.S. Lewis said, The Son of God, pay attention, became the Son of Man. So that the sons of men will become what? The sons of God. The sons of God. The son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men can become the son of God. The sons of God. Accurate representation. Now go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. Remember, our goal this evening is to understand what's the goal of God. That's, all, that's just what we want to establish this evening. What is God's goal? Because if you understand God's goal, you can know what to strive for. 
You know, like Pastor said, I, I'm sure, well, I'm glad I heard some of the things he said because, you know, sometimes when I say something, I'm like, am I the only one saying it? You know, what we call asking people to come and get born again. And you see all the methods, all the corn we throw in their front, all the carrots we dangle before them just to get saved. And you wonder why many years down the line, people don't want to get saved anymore. You know, sometimes we can have a poverty-induced gospel where the gospel is affected by our environmental conditions and when the pastor also spends too much time watching African magic. You know, if your pastor spends a lot of time on African magic, it's going to affect his theology a bit. Because he preaches with village in, in his mind. So you hear somebody say, I'm going to your village now. I'm, I'm, I'm entering your street. I sat before you. Don't go to my village. Stay here and teach. I'm entering your father's compound. I'm, I'm saying, I'm, don't go to my father's compound. That's why I came to church. I came here. I'm seeing a tree. Leave the tree. Can you teach the word? Please, just, I'm here. Let's don't go. If you want me to take you home for Christmas, it's good. If you're hungry, tell me. But I came to hear the word. I came to be free. I came to hear about Jesus. If we have a bit of money, some of our gospel will just be trash. And that's why you see that when people get blessed in our church, materially, they're no longer committed. And they just say, Pastor, send me the church account. Because that's all we've just told them to be. Like all these things we are gathering is for us to just blow one day. Once we blow, once we blow, once we blow. <laughs> so you just say, oh, sorry, sorry um, I'm, I'm really occupied. Tango for your life, life of your children. Send me account, church account. Tell me what you need. Are you joking? That's an insult. It's, it's an insult. I should tell you what I need for how much you have. You're a joker. And pastors that, that condone such are people who don't know their role. I'll tell you this. Um, a number of years ago, a man came to church, just joined church, came to church and says, uh, I just came to church. Uh, is there anything this church needs? I said, no. I said, we don't allow people who just join us to, to give to us. I said, you sit down and listen to the word and find out if this is where God wants you to be before you start giving. Giving is not the first thing you put when you come to church. He was shocked. I was shocked. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let's stop making this thing about money. Listen to me. Listen to me. If God will need to use angels, we need to use dogs, we need to use donkeys to get his house sorted, he will do it. Yes, Are you hearing what I'm saying? All this thing will look like if, 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 if we now have... Listen, can you reject a high-paying job because it will take you away from church? That's maturity. I know some of you are like, God forbid... That's not maturity. But, but you get what I'm trying to say. Where you can say, no, that's going, to, that's going to give me some more money, but it will affect my commitment. And Lord, I'm trusting you to walk away from that because I put my spiritual growth first. That's maturity. When you have a higher offer, do you even pray about it? You're like, praise the Lord, Pastor. That's you. I've been believing God for a couple of months. You're not going to pay me seven million. 
Like, have you prayed about it? Pray about what? Then yeah, yeah, but that's what I've been believing in God for all my life. All your life, you will be all right. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. Are you still here? Okay. It says, "But we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord." Now pay attention. Are being transformed into what? No, no, no. Pay attention. The what? The same. What's the same image? Remember Hebrews 3 1. That exact same image that Jesus is is the same one we are being transformed into by the Spirit of the Lord. So as we open and we behold the Word, our goal is exact representation. That same image, not a different image. So you understand this? I just gave you three scriptures. That image in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then that project had a hit. The last Adam came. Confirmed. Express image. Now we are here. So what do we do? We behold. We behold. And we know the goal. The goal is that same image in Genesis 1. And the last Adam is what we are being transformed into. It's not by our energy. It's by the spirit of the Lord. But our role is to behold. We must make sure we are focused on beholding the Lord. And how do we behold the Lord? By hearing his word. That's your goal. Your goal is to be like Jesus, not only in power, but in character. You know, we've always emphasized being like Jesus in power. But no, it's, it's in character. Come on, are you still here? All right. Luke 6.40. Just, just a few thoughts. Just a few thoughts. Just a few thoughts. Luke 6.40. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you, know, you, know how, you know how I want you to give in this church? You give and you feel I haven't done anything. David said, who, are, who am I and my people that will give this to you? The days of having to celebrate givers were days where the church became lopsided. We brought village meeting into the house of God. You know when you have time with villagers, you will know how the house of God operated. Do, can you, do you know how Peter treated Ananias? He says, listen, when you sold this thing, it was yours. Even if you didn't want to give, there was no big deal. What do you think made those people to sell their house and give? In the book of Acts. There was no fundraising. It was a compelling of the spirits. Are you still here? And if we keep judging our Christianity by what we give, we will miss it. We judge our maturity by what is left. What we are spending on ourselves is how we judge our maturity. Not what we give. <laughs> Forget what this 10% tight. You can, get, you can give 10%. You have no touch kingdom giving. Because everything God is asking you to do, you are not doing it. You are busy building one house somewhere. I'm not saying you should not build your house. I'm just saying obey God. And that obedience is an obedience that man cannot understand why you are living like that. Listen to me. I'm a preacher's child. I didn't want to become a pastor because of church people. Right? Ah, do you live a tight and no free? Can your father not walk? 
So I wanted to just do my own thing, do my own work. Just, just, you know, I asked my son, do you want to be a pastor? He said, no. He said, why? He said, I don't like to stand in front of people. I said, enjoy your life. <laughs> do you understand? But you know what? When God laid a hold of me, you now realize that it is not your plan. When you become a Christian, you don't have a will. This negotiation, we are negotiating with God. I cut a covenant with God. God, if you give me five, I will give you three. Are you joking? Who taught you? Where did you learn Christianity of cutting covenant? You were redeemed. You were bought. You didn't have a life to give to God. Your life was useless. Useless capital underlined, bold, engraved. There was nothing God could do with it. He died, shed his blood, and gave you his life. You don't have anything. Money you don't have. Life you don't have. You are planning for a future you don't know if you will enter. I have strategic plan. If I do one or two things, who is teaching you? You know, we teach believers, it's almost like they are using God. And do you understand what I'm saying? See, the rich fool said, I will break my bands. I said, God, God said, God said, tonight. He said, no problem. Oh. You know what I mean, worry boy? Uh, I grew up in worry. There's no problem. Take your yam. Take your cocoa yam. Take your plantain. Give me my soul. <laughs> you just have to say, guy, give me my soul. Give me, so- give my soul. It's no problem. I, I'm not a guy. What is it? You have your plan now, she? Take yam, take coco yam, take ban. No problem. Give, just give my soul. You know how in those days you go and play football, and your father bought ball for you. They say they are not choosing you. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You are not choosing me, Abi. No problem. You just, you just. <laughs> you just you just say, say no problem say, ah, I don't think you can play no problem I can't play just leave them when they have chosen 11-11 as they are about to blow the whistle you just say I want to go home <laughs> they say they say ah no no wait more. no 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 my mommy will beat me I want to go you carry the ball hey, play now say you didn't choose me are you hearing what I'm saying listen Listen, don't, don't say you have a plan. Ask God, what's your plan? God, God, I have this money. What do you want? Do you understand? We are not praying for God to bless our plans. We are finding the plans that is blessed and we work in them. When I look at my life today, I'm like, what was wrong with me that I said I didn't want to be a pastor? What sense did I have? I said, God, thank God that you didn't answer that useless prayer. Listen to me. God has a good plan for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not where we struggle with God. We've been taught as if the will of God is something we have to struggle with. No. Christianity is not my will, but thine be done. When people like Mary Slessor came here, when people like Ch- uh, Andon uh, um, John Ram went to China, Hudson Taylor, George Muller, these people... Listen to me, they walked away from things. No, Joseph could never have set a goal to be a prime minister. It was not within his capacity. I believe tonight, one of the things God is doing here 
is he's calling people to reconsecrate their plans. And let me tell you, by the time God is done with you, you will be so amazed at what the Father can do. Amen. Alright, so let's go on. Brother Hagin will say some of those side journeys will bless you more than the main road. <laughs> glory, glory, glory to God. Say amen, somebody. Luke chapter 6, verse 40. Are you blessed? Luke 6, 40. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke chapter 6 and verse 40. Look at what it says. Remember the goal of God. That's what we're talking about. A pupil or a disciple is not above his teacher. But, you know that? English word, but, changes the whole sentence. But, everyone, note that, everyone, after he has been fully trained. You know what, what that word trained means? Catatismo in the Greek. Catatismo is the same Greek word used for equip in Ephesians chapter 4. The same word, which means after you have been equipped, you will be like your teacher. Did you see that? So, being like your teacher is not difficult. It's submission for equipping that is difficult. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example you can relate with. Um, how many of you are engineers here? You are an engineer. Maybe mechanical engineer. Alright? Engineers? Okay. You are an engineer. Alright. How many years? Five? Five years, right? Am I right? Four. Okay. How many years? Five. Is it five or four? More than... <laughs> okay. So it depends on what you studied. Okay. Any, do we have any doctor? Any medical doctor? Okay. How many years? I don't know what you are studying. That's why you charge us high. Eight years, right? Seven, eight years. Okay. Just follow me. Follow me. You understand this. When you went to school, when you started school, you were not a doctor. Alright? You were just you. You were everyone. Can we say you were everyone? Like every normal student, right? What did you do to become a doctor in eight years? This is what you did. You got up in the morning, you went to class. You heard words. You took down notes. You went back. You did that consistently for eight years. And after eight years of listening to your professors and becoming trained, after eight years, they now say you are a doctor. You were now conformed into the image of your lecturers. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. You stop thinking, when you see, you know, for instance, when you see somebody like this, you say, ah, you know how we, we do our own test at home? I, I think it's fever. You stop saying, I think it's fever. Do you understand? That's how the kind the kind untrained doctor thinks. I think you don't have blood. <laughs> you, you, do you understand? But you, you have been trained not to think that way. You will see someone and say, even if you, are, if you are properly trained, you will not even give diagnosis without test. Am I right? Now, what, you were not like that before. Before you went to school, you were part of us that were like, uh, your head is not correct. <laughs> you were like that. But after being trained, now, if you, <laughs> if you continue on, this is why I'm laughing too much. If you continue, let me talk to serious students. Serious students of the First Baptist Congregation. If you, if you continue on that path, you can now end up as a professor of medicine. Then you will not hear a professor say, oh, that was my student. What happened? 
he has become like his master. But he only had to do one thing, submit for training. Child of God, God does not have a problem with you confirming to the image of Jesus. If you submit for training, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. Listen, child of God, God has an expectation. He's got a goal for us. Praise the name of the Lord. And listen, if this becomes our heartbeat, in the, I was so impressed when Pastor showed me all what you guys are doing with, with, with the Bible reading, the groups. That's church. Church is school. Church is not everywhere. Double, double. Everywhere, not double, double. Everywhere. No, that's no. It's good, but child of God. Our default, our default is school. Our default is class. Our default is equipping. Our default is not dance. Our dance is a product of our knowledge. Our singing is a product of our knowledge. Our rejoicing is a product of our knowledge. That's why you might not have any money in your bank account. And a man in prison can write to people outside and say, Rejoice! I say rejoice. How can a man in prison be telling people outside that they should rejoice? He had found something that the world cannot give. He had found something that was beyond material things. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? But today, once we know it's 15, 16, they have not paid you, we know. How are you? I'm fine. You are not smiling. It's my mental health. <laughs> Everybody has mental health. You know, we play with words anyhow. Uh, I just need mental health. I need to cool my mental health. I need to cool my mental health. Just say you are poor. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, pay attention. Glory to God. Are you still here? All right. Okay. the believer should have joy by default are you hearing what i'm saying the believer should be able to rejoice by default how was joseph telling prisoners why are you sad who asked such a question in prison why will not be sad will you be jumping in prison if he was sad he would not have asked somebody why are you sad but god knew but joseph knew that god was with him he spread joy in prison. You know, I was, telling, I was telling my staff the other day, I said, Paul and Silas, it was not a formula for breakthrough. It wasn't like they were arrested. And I said, eh, what did Pastor, what did Pastor T teach you on how to overcome prison? Sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. Let's sing. If, God does, if prayer does not work, praise will work. You know, some of the some very funny things we say in church. And then they start singing. It's not that they are singing because they want to praise God. They come and free us. Come and free us. No. The praises was default. It was, they didn't even know, Pastor, that they would be freed. They were just extolling the Lord and thanking Him. And what was lifestyles were have turned to principles. Giving was a lifestyle. Praising was a lifestyle. Witnessing was a lifestyle. Now we have taught people, the more so you win, the more customers God will bring. So everybody just say, give your life to Christ. Do you want to give? Give quickly, I beg. I need to sell, I need to sell my pulpit. Give, 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 give. He say, have you given? He say, yes. Okay. Father Lord, I brought one soul to you. One soul for one speaker. One soul for one speaker. <laughs> Sometimes God just looks at us in heaven and says, ah, who created these ones? And then Jamaica say, they look like you. Okay. All right. 
<laughs> okay, 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 all right. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. Now, understand two words I use there. Two words I use there. We'll talk about that tomorrow. It says perfectly trained. Perfectly trained would tell us that there is a way of training that can be imperfect. What that means is that there is a curriculum. If the training is not according to the knowledge of Christ, Ephesians 4.18, then it's not perfect training. Do you understand that? Because you can be training the wrong thing. Like Pastor said, every growth is not growth. The growth must be according to the knowledge of Christ. Don't forget there is a curriculum. Come on, are you still here? Alright, let's read something quickly. Colossians 128. I've got 15 minutes more. Alright, Colossians 128. Are you, are you enjoying this? Are you learning something today? Thank you, Lord. Colossians 128. God is a good God. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Ah, what did um, what did uh, Moses see that made him to reject the throne of Egypt? Do you understand that the things we share as testimonies today are things that men rejected in days back? You know, if Daniel was alive today, they would have said he should come and share testimony in the synagogue. They praise the Lord. Three of our brothers went to save me. They were made governors. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I tap into that because we like to tap. <laughs> we like to tap. You know, somebody will be in ministry after going through ministry for 40 years, 50 years, heartache, broken, discouraged, messed up. Yeah? You now bring one five in envelope. See, man of God, everything you have, Lord, just pour it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost telling them to say, oh, open that thing. Oh. Open it. Say, I was one five. <laughs> Say, guy, go and meet God and collect direct from God. The one, the one I have is <laughs> cast. <laughs> All right, I was just thinking. All right, Colossians chapter one. All right, Colossians chapter one, verse thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay, Colossians one twenty-eight. Are you learning something? It says, "We proclaim Him." Remember, um, if you use um, King James Bible, it says, "Him we preach." Remember, I said curriculum. Him, we preach. Nothing else. Him, we preach. It says, we proclaim him. Right? Admonishing every man. Remember what we read in Luke chapter 6. Everyone who is well taught. So this is open to everyone. There's no special class. Alright? Him, we preach. Admonishing everyone and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man what? Perfect, perfect in Christ Jesus. So it means, Paul was saying, we are teaching so we can present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. What Paul is saying is that we preach Christ so we can accomplish Ephesians 4.15. That's our goal. So Paul's goal was Ephesians 4.15. Every preacher's goal will be to preach Christ. Listen, listen, it's important. If you preach anything else, men will not grow up into Christ. It has to be one message. We have to preach Christ. Now, let me show you something here quickly. Um, do you have the Amplified, my brother? Amplified version. Amplified version. Look at this. 
We proclaim him, warning and instructing everyone with all wisdom, that is, with comprehensive insight into the word and purposes of God. I want you to get that. Purposes of God. When you come in Christ, your purpose ceases. He died so that the one he died for would no longer live for himself. Listen, 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 listen. I need to clarify this. When we talk about taking over the marketplace, we are not saying become head of Coca-Cola. <laughs> you know some people have used that to go in marketplace. They don't lose. Say we are apostles of marketplace. We are looking for the apostles in the marketplace. Now they have disappeared. Let me tell you what it means to take over. It is like Daniel, you get into Babylon. The ultimate of you taking over is instituting the worship of God in Babylon. And you know what? Everything about Daniel was touched, but his consecration was not touched. The purposes of God in Babylon through Daniel was not touched. We'll have that conversation at some other time. So that we might present every person complete in Christ. Now, this is why I say you should use the Amplified Version. Look at this. It says, mature. What's the next word he used there? Fully what? Trained. Did you see that in Luke 6.40? If someone is fully trained, they become matured. If a medical student spends eight years, it is expected that he becomes what? A doctor. If you spend four years in engineering school, it's expected you become what? An engineer. Let me use a local uh, example. If you send your brother to go and learn from a mechanic, it's expected... That after his freedom, he becomes what? A mechanic. Then what happens? Boys come under him. And then he does what? He reproduces other mechanics. So you can have a generation of mechanics trained from one man. That's what Christianity is. You get born again, you are equipped. You get men born again, you start equipping those men. And the cycle of discipleship continues. It was not designed to gather around one man. Are you still here? All right. Now, two more, two more scriptures. First Peter 2, 2, and then we'll wrap up. Thank you, Lord. Are you still here? Come and say amen if you're still here. Amen. All right. Have you learned something tonight? God is a good God. Amen. First Peter 2 and verse 2. Look at this. Like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. That's what the New, New American Standard Bible said. Uh, give me the NLT. NLT. Let me clarify this from the NLT. Do you have the NLT? Look at this. Look at this. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk. I'll talk about this tomorrow. It says pure spiritual milk. So if there's pure spiritual milk, there is impure spiritual milk. Alright. So that, look at this, you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Because I've heard people say, well, you are born again. There's no growth again. No. It is the, have you experienced the fullness of your salvation? So the growth here is in respect to salvation. So that you can experience the fullness of your salvation. Praise the name of the Lord. Matthew 5, 48. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 5, 48. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew 5, 48. 
Look at this. It says, therefore, you are to be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. This is a big goal. I've always told my church members, don't show that funny statement. Are you perfect? Are you not just a man? You see, if you keep telling yourself that, you will lower your standards. Strive for perfection. And the perfect here is maturity. Now, funny enough, interestingly, let's read two verses. And I'll tell you that this has to do with character. Let's read two verses before this. Can we quickly read from verse 36? From verse 44, quickly, verse 44. It says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. What qualifies you to be sons of your Father who is in heaven? It is when you love your enemies. You know, this is contrary to what we teach today. We kill them. But Jesus says, listen, if you love your enemies, then you're like your, son, you know, your sons. Then he says, for he causes his rain to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Don't even, don't even the tax collectors do the same. Verse 47, if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Don't even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore, therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. So you understand his perfection here. Be matured in your character just as your Father in heaven is in his character. What is the maturity of your Father in heaven in that context of scripture? He loves his enemies. He sends rain on the wicked and the good. So what God is saying is that if you are fully trained, you can't hate someone. That you will do good <laughs> to your enemy, then you are like your father. So if you are wrongly trained, you will kill your enemy. So that's why the curriculum, we must be ensuring that it is Christ-centered. Which means that your work of maturity is a reflection of your love work. Are you blessed? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We lift our hands and we honor you today. We lift our hands and we honor you today. We honor you, Father. We honor you, Father. We give you glory for what you do in these days and in this time and in this season. And in the nations of the earth. And in the nations of the earth. We thank you for the word of God. I will go forth with power, with authority. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yokes will be broken. Bondages will disappear. Clarity will come. Clarity. Clarity of purpose. Clarity of heart. Clarity of intentions. Clarity of intentions. Clarity of intentions. Our heart is lifted in worship. Our heart is lifted in honor. Our heart is lifted in adoration. Oh, yes. Father, we thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your holy name, Father. We ask, Lord, that you will receive all the glory and all the honor tonight. That as your people receive the word, let there be an empowerment from heaven. Let there be an encounter of grace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.